Welcome to the third episode of Wednesday Wine and Horror. And as always, I'm your wasted Southern host, Heather. If you like shitty horror movies, do you like trash talk? Then you need to stay and listen because I am going to spoil things for you. I'm going to curse a whole lot. And of course, I'll be sipping on my wine. Now, in this third episode, because I wanted to do three for the whole campy series. So, of course, I have to cover Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, and 3. Now, on this one, we're going to Teenage Wasteland. You're going to get to hear me bitch about Sleepaway Camp 3. So, zip up that sleeping bag and let's get ready to whine. Hey, guys. So, as always, my first bitch fest always starts at the beginning. But, you know what? That's why you came here. You came here to hear me bitch and complain. So, here we go again. You have a young girl who is laying in bed and she's getting ready to go to camp. I mean, she's laying there asleep, but very quickly she wakes up and she's telling her mom like she's yelling at her mom from her room that she's getting ready to go to camp her mom's like it's fucking 6 30 in the morning like i can relate to that because i'd be like shut the fuck up like okay get up go get ready for camp but leave me the fuck alone because i hate mornings and you hear like a i guess the mom's boyfriend or something dad i don't know who the fuck it is and you hear in the background they're kind of cussing back and forth at each other you can tell that their household is super dysfunctional, whatever. The girl is getting dressed, and they do a shot of her tits. Well, these are some pretty small boobies. I don't even know if I can call them boobies. I don't really know what you would call them. But above each of her tits, it says milkshake. Milkshake. Like, no, honey. That's more of a drip, okay? That wasn't a shake. I mean... I don't have a problem with small tits. I don't have a problem with tits at all. I'm in the itty-bitty-titty committee myself. I get it. But it's like, if you were going to do that, like, at least have them protrude off your fucking chest a little bit more. Anyway, it was just really, I don't know. They could have picked somebody better. But so, you know, she gets dressed and she's, you know, out of the door and off to camp. So, we have the first kill scene. The first, this is a stupid scene because it happens so fast. It's like, takes the movie no time And you're already fixing to see someone get killed. Of course, it's the girl. She's walking down the streets, trying to go, you know, she's trying to go catch the bus to camp. And you see a garbage truck that's driving pretty fast. And the truck is running red lights and shit. It's clearly coming after this girl. Okay? She's running. And, of course, she runs down a huge-ass alleyway. That is, you could have fit two of those garbage, like, Mack trucks down it. I don't know why she thought this was a good idea. I, I mean, she's they're in New York. There's lots of little side roads or little side streets, whatever. She could have ran down. She could have ran into maybe a building. I don't know. But she chooses this. And so, of course, the big truck can fit through. And the next scene you see, she kind of turns, smash, splat, dead bitch. She gets run over by the garbage truck. And, of course, it's no fucking surprise, y'all. It's no, it's, there's no fucking secret at this point. We already know it's Angela. She's driving this truck. And it shows her putting, uh, putting this girl into the compactor part of the garbage truck. So, she's smashing her. I guess that's what they do with garbage. They smash it flat so it'll fit. Well, she smashed her. So, now she's dead. And guess what? Angela gets to return to camp. That's right. She's coming back. This is about to get so stupid. You know, when I was sitting here thinking or taking my notes and trying to figure this out, I was re-watching it again because I've seen it before. I've seen it several times, but re-watching it, it was, you know, it's hard to pinpoint and just pick particular scenes because this whole fucking movie is so fucking dumb. So if I do talk more about this shit, well, that's because it... Basically, I feel like I have to talk about almost the entire movie from start to finish. So, now we're going to jump to where everybody's going to camp, okay? It's called Camp New Horizons. This camp was set up as an experiment in sharing. No, this is so stupid. So, you have this anchor woman. She's there. Her name is Tawny Richards. I was thinking like Tawny Catan, Tawny Catan. I don't know how you say it, but anyway... So, she's introducing the new owners, Herman and, L- and Lily. And Herman, the husband, he's letting them know that this is basically like, we wanted to take kids from the upper class and we want to take kids from the lower class and just like combine them so that they can see that they're all the same because it's all about caring and sharing and we're all equal. 
No, that's not really true. I mean, we are all equal and we should be. But that is not the case for this fucking fucked up shit that they're gone to. And so Herman, when he's reading the, what sounds like he's reading a script, like literally looking down at a piece of paper and reading it. And he's just so cringy. You already know that he they're setting him up. He's a fucking weirdo. He's a pervert. You can already tell. And the little fun fact, though, as they're introducing the the kids, the group of classes, they do the uh, first class, you know, they're rich and whatever, so they get to go first. So they kind of introduce these other kids. Nobody really gives a fuck about who they are. And you get to one that his name is Bobby Stark. Well, ha, he's the Jimmy Dean breakfast dork. So, if you ever saw those commercials, uh, I don't think they make them anymore, but this is probably several years ago. They did for the Jimmy Dean breakfast shit, and he was dressed up as the sun. Yeah, that's him. That's Bobby Stark from Sleepaway Camp 3. I don't know what else he's done in between that, but we do know that he is the sunshine to your fucking breakfast in the morning. So, I just thought you guys might want to know that. Anyways, now we're going to jump to the next kill scene to bitch about. Okay, like I said, this shit happens really fucking fast. So you have Tawny Richards. She was the anchor woman. And she approaches Angela, okay? Because Angela looks a lot older than the rest of these kids. She looks like shit in this one. Like, legit looks like she hasn't slept in like 20 years or something. And so, you know, the anchor woman goes up to her and she's kind of like, oh, well, you look a lot older than the rest of the kids. And then, you know, Angela's like, oh, it's from massive drug usage. <laughs> no, bitch, it's from killing too many people. So, the Tawny, the anchor woman, she likes that, right? She's like, oh, okay, well, do you know where I can get a little bump of cocaine? Because, you know, this was the late 80s, 89 is when this movie came out. And I guess she just needed a little bump. She's had a fucking shitty day. And I guess cocaine sometimes makes you feel better. I don't know. And Angela's like, oh, yeah, I'll be right back. Like, that quick. Doesn't know this bitch or whatever. But she goes she goes back to the kitchen. And she mixes her own cocaine concoction. So, you already know that this bitch is about to die because she's stupid. Like, why are you going to take some drugs from somebody that you don't know? And she comes back up to the anchor woman and she's like, all right, here you go. And the anchor woman's like, holy shit, this is a lot of cocaine, you know? And she was like, well, you're my favorite anchor person. No, you're just trying to kill her. So the anchor woman drives off with the drugs and she gives it a sample. She go, drives through the woods and finds her a nice little drug spot, opens up the little packaging, snorts the fake cocaine and she fucking dies dude but you know what i think there's a message in this like don't do drugs drugs are bad okay they are don't do cocaine don't do it because she literally took a snort of this and she died but obviously it wasn't pure shit so maybe if you do the pure shit i don't know you might not die but just kids kids don't do drugs now we're going to jump to a cringy scene. Remember when I was talking about Herman? You know, he's the husband to the other owner, Lily. Okay, he is so fucking cringy. He's also another, he's a, I guess like a notable actor, and I can never remember his name. I didn't do my research on that because I didn't really care. Let's be honest. You can look this shit up yourself. And he's flirting with one of the chicks that's in the rich class. And she's, like, unzipping her top, like, kind of unzips a little bit to show her knockers. And they're real fucking big, bro. They're, they're pretty big. And, but it's so cringy because it's like, ugh, this looks like he's fucking little hobbit man, okay? Like, no. So you already know that they're setting it up. Like, he's a fucking pervert and he's old and just, just so gross. But anyways, little, uh, n another little fact I keep calling her Angela because, obviously, that is her name, Angela Baker. You know, she's killing everybody. But, at the beginning, when she killed that girl with a garbage truck, that girl's name was M Maria Nicastro. So, she took on the identity from the, first, from the first girl that she killed. So, no one knows her name is Angela. Okay, y'all? Nobody fucking knows that shit. They're just like, oh, this is Maria Nicastro. No, it's not. It's Angela Baker, Peter Baker, 
Jesus fucking Christ. It's so fucking dumb. I just want to... My thing is, like, how the fuck did she... Like, she could steal her identity that quickly. I don't know. We'll get more into that in a little bit. So, little fun fact, though. Little extra shit thrown in before I start bitching again. So, they're divided into groups for this camping trip. Okay? Uh, you find out that one of the counselors, his name is Barney, and he's also a cop. Well, motherfuckers, he is Sean's dad from Sleepaway Camp 2. You remember poor Sean? He was really cute. God, he was so cute. I can't believe she killed him. He was the one that she chopped his head off, stuck his head into the TV, you know, whatever. So, basically, his Barney, his dad... Is coming back to this camp because he, I guess he felt bad. Like, he was like, I never got to do this shit with my son because Angela, huh, killed him. And so, he never got a chance. And that's why he's there because one of the other uh, lower class campers. I hate saying that. It makes me sound like a fucking bitch. But, like, I'm not. That's legit how they divided them. So, the lower, ca- lower uh, class ca- uh, ca- camper. Jesus, I can't talk. Already, you guys. Like, I'm like... The wine. It hits me. It just hits me really quick. Especially the red. So, anyway, he's asking him, you know, like, why is he there? Like, that's why he's there. He's there to fucking, to, I guess, his son's memory. I don't know. Anyways, so, we have the next kill scene. Already. I told you. This is going to be, it's going to move fast as far as, like, when you're watching the actual movie. It moves really fast. Like, Angela does not have time to play, okay? She's just killing everybody. She ain't have fucking time. There ain't no explanation and shit. If you at the camp, your ass gonna be dead. So you have Herman and Jan. Okay, Herman, of course, is the cringy husband owner. And Jan was the one that was showing him her titties. She's in the rich class, so, you know, whatever. So he's trying to, like, hook up with Jan. She's this, like, super spoiled brat. And, and they're all sitting around... They have to go fishing because when they're getting ready to go to do this little camping experiment thing, they're in they're in three different groups with the different counselors. And, you know, she's like, I don't want to go fishing. I hate fish. And, like, he keeps calling her sweet pea. Ugh. Ugh. It's like the word moist. I fucking hate that word. And I don't want anybody to call me sweet pea. But it's the way he says it to her. Like, she's, you know, complaining because it's like, oh, I don't want to have to do this. And he's like, it's okay, sweet pea. Ugh. Barf. Anyway, so in the rest of the group, you have a guy named Snowboy. He's kind of like your, I don't know, he's kind of like grungy or some shit. And then you have Peter Maria, who is Angela, and then Jan. So... They go fishing, and one of the guys, he plays a prank on Angela, is actually Peter. He's the token black guy in this one. I have to say it. It's true. We've seen we've seen the movies. We know how they do it. And so, he puts a firecracker into, like, the fish's mouth while they're trying to fish, and it just, like, pops open. Okay. Whatever. It did, the fish was already dead. It doesn't really matter. It kind of pisses Angela off. You know, she's like, I don't want to be annoyed. Like, get away from me. So, they're talking as they're fishing and kind of fucking around and doing this. Angela's kind of inquiring about, like, where the fuck is Herman at? Where's Herman and Jan? When are they coming? Well, Snowboy is like, oh, he's trying to, like, he's trying to fucking get with that. Like, I'd take a piece of it. Okay. Ugh. I don't know. Snowboy might have been kind of low-key cute, too, just because he was, like, kind of, like, grungy rocker I don't know kind of had like a Billy Idol thing going on and I'm kind of for that I kind of like it and so anyway Angela leaves Snowboy and Peter to fish because she's got to go find Herman and Jan she's got to find them because she knows that they're doing shit that's inappropriate and you know that Angela doesn't like sex she doesn't like fucking she doesn't like cursing she bet she fucking hates everything that's bad and so she goes back to the campgrounds, and she's kind of looking around in the tents and uh, unzipping them, and you see that Herman is already with Jan. Now, she's topless. Her big old titties are hanging out, and he's, like, kissing on them. Ah, God, Jesus. Look, I get it. Whatever, okay? But, like, I would not let him touch me with a 10-foot pole. I would not. It's so gross. And they're, like, fucking around, and she unzips 
Herman's uh, pants, and he's got like this Playboy bunny belt buckle, which is it might be more disgusting than the fact that he's trying to fuck this, you know, teenage girl. It's so gross. And so Angela is unzipping the tent, right? They're all they're fucking around in there, and and Jan notices like, oh shit, somebody called us. Like it's you know Maria. And so Herman is like trying to get out of the tent and his pants are down and he has like fucking long johns on. It's so gross. And so he's trying to get out of the tent and he's trying to explain to Maria, you know, Angela, that like, hey, like, don't tell anybody like my old lady doesn't give me none. I, I wouldn't give him any, I wouldn't give him any anyways, but I'm just saying, like, obviously, he's not getting any sex from his wife, so he needed to try to get some sex from this young girl. Okay, we already know Angela's not for this shit, and so, what do you think makes a good return to this? She picks up a fucking stick. I really, when I started watching all three of these, and like, re-watching them for, to do this podcast, I, I just kept thinking, like, sticks really do kill. Maybe it's not the drugs. Maybe it's fucking sticks that just, they ruin your life and they kill you. So she's hitting him upside the head and the back. And she's, you know, he's kind of, they're kind of running around the tent the whole time. Jan is still sitting in the tent. She's kind of like, what are you doing, Herman? Like, bitch, he's about to die. Like, you don't hear him screaming. And so Angela gets one good hit in, knocks Herman down. He kind of opens his mouth and screams and in goes the stick. So she kind of stabs him in the back of the throat with the stick. I think, I'm, I don't know. I, I get at a loss for words sometimes because I just am not really understanding. Like, why did you let her do that? Could have, there's no fighting back, of course, in this. And so you see Jan runs out of the tent and Angela's waiting on her. Okay. She's got that stick. She's hit her. She hits her upside the head and she's just, de she's deceased. Immediately, she's dead. And while she's picking up Jan's body, because, you know, she doesn't have a top on. She's still topless. Angela makes the, the snide comment that it's a good thing that she's dead now because those breasts would be sagging something terrible in a few years. Okay. Angela, that's actually none of your business. But, I mean, she's kind of, hey, she's kind of, that's kind of right. Like, if you have really large tits... Over time, gravity's going to take over. They're going to drop down. And that's okay. Like I said, I have no problem with tits. Big, small, whatever. Doesn't matter to me. So now we know that they're dead. And now we're going to move on already, okay, to the next fucking bitch kill scene. Here we go. So, you know, Snowboy and Peter were in Angela's group. And at this point, they're asleep. It's already gotten dark. And Angela, she's had enough of their bullshit, though. Because, you know, throughout that little... Before the kill scene of Herman and Jan, all they're doing is fucking with uh, Angela, Maria. They just keep fucking with her. Like, they're throwing firecrackers at her. You know, like, graffitiing her uh, tent. They just... They like to annoy her because that's what they want to do. They're boys. Boys get on your fucking nerves. They, they get on my fucking nerves for sure. And so, anyway, like I said, Angela, she's had enough of this shit. And so, you see that uh, Peter and Snowboy are sleeping with their heads outside of the tent. Like, I don't really know what the fucking point of having the tent was. Like, why the fuck didn't you go inside of it? Why are you sleeping with, like, out in the elements? Again, camping fucking sucks. But if I had to do it, I'm going to be zipped all the way up inside my motherfucking tent. Not with my head hanging out. And so... You know, Angela was like, I'm just going to get them back, right? So, Angela takes this firecracker, and it has the longest fuse on it. At first, I'm like, is this TNT? But no, it's just a firecracker. And so, she shoves two of them up Peter's nose, the token black guy. Shoves them up his nose, lights them, <laughs> and it's just like, pow. Like, his, I guess his face kind of explodes off, part, part of it. But see, Snowboy's sleeping beside him, y'all. I mean, I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. But yeah, I'm going to hear, probably hear something like that. Well, Snowboy does wake up, and it's just kind of like he screams. Like, oh shit. Well, guess what happens to him? He gets smacked in the head with a stick, of course. Because that's the only thing you can use to really kill somebody. 
And as he gets smacked upside the head, Angela yells, batter up, he's dead, or we think he's dead, okay? I thought he was dead, but she is incredibly strong, too. I just want to say that for this tiny little woman, she was not fucking around, bruh. Maybe it was all the fucking roids she was on, I don't know, or all the medication from being a boy and then transitioning into a woman. So, she drags both of their bodies into a, a tent, and you can hear one of them moaning, and I'm pretty sure it was Snowboy, because he just got hit upside the head, so it probably didn't kill him instantly. You hear moaning, and you see that she's dousing it with gasoline, and then she sets that motherfucker on fire. And that's it. Like, it, okay, a tent's pretty flammable, so the tent just goes up. Like, really fast. And you don't really see the bodies, but I guess they're presumed to be in that tent. And as a little funny, you know, quirky thing with Angela's character, she grabs marshmallows, she puts them on a stick, and she's getting re she's roasting her some. But you know what? Angela's like a thug. Like, she's like, fuck this shit. I'm roasting a marshmallow. Don't care. He just burnt these two people to a crisp. All right. More. I'm going to take a quick wine uh, sip. Because I feel like, and me bitching about this this whole time, it's just like, there's so many kill scenes in this part three. Far more uh, quick kill scenes probably than the second part. Because at least with the second part, there was a little bit more of a, I don't know, there's some context to build up to. You kind of had scenes that were made a little more sense and they kind of led up to something. Not in part three. You have Arab, okay? That's her name, Arab. It's it's a it's a girl, I believe, that she was also in Night of the Demons, the original one. Cannot think of her real name, but again, it's totally fucking irrelevant because I don't really do my research too well on some of this shit. I do this shit off of based off of my fucking memory. So Arab was in the uh, lower class. She was kind of punk rocker chick, kind of like Snowboy, but she's you know. Whatever, she's about to die. So, Angela has this whole plan to get to the other group, okay? The, she goes to the second camping group who has Arab in it, and she tells them that she needs to trade off because that's part of her scheme is to kind of get rid of the bad kids. That's what she wants to do. See, she didn't really want to go switch with anybody. She just wanted to get rid of those really naughty campers, and Arab was kind of naughty because... You know, she fucking cussed a lot, and Angela doesn't like that. And so, she takes Arab, her and Arab go walk back down to the other camp area. And I think that Arab says something like, oh, wow, it's like Party Central, or like, it was got wild here. And Angela's like, oh, yeah, it got really fucking wild, right? No. She peeps her head, Arab peeps her head into one of the tents, because she asks where Snowboy and Peter are at. And Angela's like, oh, they're in there, in the tent. Nah, they dead. Stupid. So she takes her foot and pushes her in to the tent. And she whacks her head off. with. But I think she uses like this axe, like an axe or something. So she kind of gets her in the back of the neck area. But her whole fucking head flattens. So I don't, I don't know. I've never hacked anybody up. Don't plan on it. You know, but so it, it just was weird. It was a weird, cringy, stupid kill scene because you would think if she just smacked her in the back of the neck with, uh, you know, an axe, it would just like maybe chop her head off, but it kind of smashed her head. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's it. She's dead. It, it, like, like I said, it, she doesn't waste any time killing anybody. So a little part in between that, okay? After she kills Arab, and then, of course, she's going to go back to the other camp because, you know, she's trying to kill off everybody. You have Barney, who is the, the dad to Sean, and he was explaining to one of the other campers, Tony is his name, actually. He's Mexican, I think. He's pretty cute, though. And so he's explaining to him that, like, the whole story of Angela and that, like, her uh, records were destroyed at the age of 18, so nobody knows you know, where she is. <laughs> this is, like, right under your dick right now. Like, Angela's here killing everybody. All right. So, we're going to move on. Next bitch. Next rant. And, of course, it's another death. It's another death scene. 
We have Cindy's death scene. Okay, Cindy was in the rich class of kids. She is, if I had to describe her, she's a fucking bitch snob cunt. Is that good description? Because I think it is. She was really fucking salty and just had this like, oh, I'm better than you. Like, bitch, you about to be deader than me, not better than me. So, they're playing this trust game, okay? Cindy comes back with Angela and they, Lily, the other, the camp owner, the wife, she sets up this trust game and they have to like take turns being blindfolded uh, and have their hands tied around their back. Like, uh, no, thank you. No, I'm not playing no fucking game like that anyway. And so Angela is letting uh, uh, Cindy take her first. Well, of course, she's Cindy kind of fucks with Angela. And you already know, okay? Do not fuck with Angela, bruh. She can't take a joke. She gets pissed off and you're going to die. So they, they take turns. They switch. And so you have Cindy that uh, Angela is taking Cindy now. She's blindfolded Cindy, has her hands tied up, whatever. And they're walking through the woods, but then she's taking her back to, like, the kitchen, kind of like the main part of the camp. And she's asking her a bunch of questions. She's like, oh, you know, are you are you a virgin? She's like, no. Like, duh. No, she's not. Many things have been in her, I'm sure. And she asks her if she does drugs, and she's like, oh, my God, doesn't everybody... Yeah, she kind of failed that test because, you know, Angela is not happy with this. So, you see that she takes her to the flagpole. And somehow, she ties the back of her hands that are already tied up. She uses some, I guess, like the flagpole rope thing, the string, whatever it is. She ties her hands to that. And again, oh my fucking God, Angela is so fucking strong because she starts to pull on the rope like she's raising the flag but no motherfucker she is raising cindy she's so strong though she just raises her up and cindy's freaking out and she's like you know what the fuck like what are you doing like why are you doing this to me <laughs> and so angela's response is that you're a cheerleader a fornicator a drug taker and a snotty bigot but you're also really nice so see I don't know, did she contradict herself a little bit in that scene? Because we know that Angela, you know, she won't, well, I guess she wouldn't kill you if you were super nice. But I think it was because Cindy was a fucking bitch. And that's why she died. And she releases the uh, rope. Cindy goes all the way down, splat her head on the ground. That is going to kill you. I'm just going to say I'm not a doctor, and I told you before, I'm not a scientist. But I know that if you splat your fucking head on concrete, you're probably going to be dead. So, I'm taking another wine break. I feel like uh, the more that I record these episodes, it's like, the more and more that I record, I get a little more comfortable, y'all. I do. Is that bad? I don't know. I'm try I mean, you know, I want to get comfortable, but then I get really drunk and so <laughs> you get to hear this. You get to hear all of this drunk bitching. So, we have a weird scene. This is actually not a kill scene for once. We have this weird scene where um Angela is she heads back to the kitchen. Now, after she's already killed Cindy, she's gone back to camp. Uh, real quick, I'll tell you just so you don't get too lost. She goes back to the camp. And I think Lily needed her to go get some shit for her. Like, I need bug spray because Lily's kind of a fat, fucking lazy ass. You'll find out more about that soon. So, Angela goes back to the kitchen area to get supplies. And she has this uh, flashback, okay, from the second part. Like, when she was a counselor. And they were doing that Happy Campers song. You, you know, I know you remember. And they have, like, this weird kind of somber music is playing. And you hear clapping. Well, it's not real clapping because nobody liked her and they weren't really clapping for her. But it's like this crazy, it's not, it's so weird. It's a weird scene. And um, she's talking to the crowd and it's kind of like, oh, thank you so much. Like, because, you know, she had made like counselor of the week, whatever. But she's like talking to this crowd. Clearly, it's not the same motherfuckers that were even in the second part. This is just like a random bunch of people. And she does this whole, like, little spiel where it's like, oh, you like me. You really like me. Like, is that Sally Field? Because I wasn't sure. 
But yeah, I think what it was is that she was really envisioning or like how it should have been for her. Like she really just wanted people to like her. And maybe she wouldn't kill you if you liked her and were cool with her. But so that whole flashback was like this misconstrued thing of her being such a wonderful counselor. But really she was fucking maniac and was not awesome at all and she sucked. So anyway, like I said, let's move on. We have another death scene to bitch about. So you have, uh, you know, Angela, she gets back to the camp. Well, now she wants to play the little uh, trust game with Lily. Lily, again, is the, the camp owner. She's the wife to the other camp owner. And, you know, Lily's like, fuck, you know, like she's sitting in her lawn chair reading a magazine. Like, she ain't doing shit, okay? She doesn't really want to play the game with Angela, but she tells her, like, hey, we can go check on Cindy. Well, Cindy's dead, but sure, go check on her. And so, Angela's, like, making some small talk with Lily, and they're just kind of walking, doing the trust game, walking back to the kitchen area. And Lily tells Angela that, like, oh, you know, this is just so expensive to run this camp, and they're kind of talking about it. And one thing that pisses Angela off, and I think why she's getting her to, like, talk to her about this shit is that she notices that Lily buries her trash. She doesn't call a trash service company because she's, basically she's a tightwad. I get it. I mean, but she wanted to say for this trip that she was going to plan to go to Europe with her husband. <laughs> well, he's already dead, so yeah, y'all are not going. But, so they get back to the kitchen, and it's, you know, li literally... Lily gets pushed into a big pile of garbage. Okay? It's all these garbage bags. Because apparently she doesn't want to pay for the trash people to come pick it up. It's just like, let's all pile it up here and make the whole fucking, you know, camp stink of rotted food and shit. And so, Angela pulls, I mean, pushes her in. Well, Lily can't get out. She's kind of thick. I don't know, would you say, like... Thick with a Q, with a CK, two Cs, whatever you want to say. She was a little hefty woman. So she pushes her in there. She can't get out. And Angela starts just to kind of la, 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 la. You know, she's like singing, doing her own thing, and, and starts to bury her. Like, there's a big pile of dirt there. Like, it was already ready. She starts to bury Lily. And Lily's just like freaking out. Like, oh my God, you can go. You know what? I already bought my tickets. You can go to Europe with us. And after about... About 10 seconds, she's buried her up to her head. And you see that she kind of leans down to tell Lily, like, hey, your husband fools around on you. <laughs> yeah, he does. But, uh, so, okay, wait a minute. I don't want to keep, like, interrupting or messing up anything. But this next scene is literally probably my favorite kill scene in not of all time, but definitely in the three uh, Sleepaway Camp movies. This is so great. So, you know, Lily's head is buried up. She's just her head's out like a fucking plant or something. And you see Angela has a lawnmower. She's revving it up. She's like, ah, la, la, la. She's driving the lawnmower towards her. Well, Lily's screaming like, you know, oh my God. And then she runs right over her head, y'all. I don't even know if I can describe it enough, like, the fucking hilariousness that this was. Because it's like, if you run over somebody's head with a lawnmower, does it come off? I mean, a lawnmower, lawnmower blades are pretty fucking sharp. But I just feel like it would just mutilate your face and, like, it would be so gross, right? It would only really would chop your head off. Maybe it would. I don't know. But, you guys, if you don't like bad horror movies, that's Okay. I, I'm not going to judge you. I mean, I'm not going to come kill you like Angela did. But you literally have to watch Sleepaway Camp 3 for this fucking death scene. Because it's that fucking cringy. But it's so fucking great. So, we're going to move on. The wine's getting to me. I can feel it titillating my tongue. So, now we have Bobby's death scene. You know, the Jimmy Dean breakfast door. That motherfucker. I swear to God, he's so corny. So, you know... Apparently, he kind of has, like, a little bit of a crush on Angela. <laughs> I don't know why, because her hair was real fucking stupid. Like, she had the... I think it was probably a wig. It was the worst fucking wig I've ever seen in my life. So, anyway. Wine sip. Mmm. 
so they head back to camp or Angela heads back to camp because you know Bobby has like this little crush on her and so she's like okay well I'm gonna you know like this is her way to kill him because obviously she can kill him really easy and they go back to I don't know if it was the kitchen area but anyway he she lures him back and he likes to be tied up like he's kinky I'm like, I was like, damn, you dork. Like, you, he's kind of like, he's a fucking kinky person, though. And so, anyway, she has him, like, up against a tree. And so, she coaxes him into, like, tying his hands around the back of the tree. He is ready, y'all. Like, he's thinking, oh, his sexual fantasy is going to come true. But Angela, like, jumps in a Jeep. No, she done tied a rope to, to his hands that are tied up to the Jeep. Uh-uh. You know what she says? Because Bobby wanted to be in politics. That was kind of his thing. Like, he was like a goody two-shoes kind of, but actually undercover, he was a fucking freak. And so, Angela, like, starts the Jeep. She fucking pulls his arms off. And in the midst of doing this now, she just basically says, oh, there'll be one less idiot in politics. But, hey, she wasn't wrong. Bruh, I'm not a political person. I'm not even going to talk about that shit. But it was pretty funny because they gave her some of the stupidest one-liners for this movie. But, you know, it was funny. And so, you know, he's dead. No, you know, goodbye. No politics. But he did do the Jimmy Dean sausage commercials. So, at least he did something with his life that was pretty funny. Okay. So, now, Angela's killed quite a few people so far, if you haven't heard. She's killed lots of them. Then we have, you know, she comes back to the camp. Another death scene. Another fucking ridiculous shit. She comes back to the camp for Riff. Okay, Riff is, I know I said Peter was the token black guy. But Riff is the second black guy that's in it. He, but he's like, I think they wanted him to play this like gangster kind of badass dude. And he listens to this rap music. It's, I don't know what it is. It's just like a bunch of electronic like sounds it's like do, 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 do. like no I didn't really do a good job of that but like I said watch the movie and you'll see so anyway she goes back and he's in his uh he's in his tent he doesn't do anything this whole movie right because he he doesn't want to like he's a fucking gangster like he didn't have to do shit he can just sit in his tent and do nothing he's like looking at a nudie magazine and listening to this god awful fucking music, I don't know what the I don't know who the fuck did this, and you know, so she has a mixtape. It's like a cassette tape. And for you people that don't know what a cassette tape is, if you're younger, that's what we used to listen to our fucking jams on. Okay, like if you were a kid of the '80s, even what in the '90s, like that's. Look, I had a fucking cassette player in one of my vehicles for quite some time, and I was not ashamed of it. So, Angela takes this mixtape that she made. She throws it into the tent, and, okay, he picks it up. And he's kind of like, what the fuck, you know, whatever. Well, he puts it in his fucking boombox thing, and it, oh, my God, super stupid, okay? And so her rap, okay, she made him a song, and it was basically just a warning to be like, oh, motherfucker, you better be dead. So, the rap goes like this. Angels are pretty. Angels can fly. And here is an angel that's gonna make you die. You've got no style. You've got no flair. All you do is fight and swear. So, say your prayers and make your amends because your story is about to end. Okay, I didn't want to clap a lot. But that's basically what the background noise was in her little rap. She was, like, kind of clapping. It's actually, I don't know, it's pretty tight. Like, pretty fat rhyme right there. So, she, you know, anyway, he listens to that. And he's just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Well, she takes a stake. I think it was the stakes that you would use uh, to put, you know, the tent down. And she takes one, kind of hits him upside the head. He's in the tent now. He does not get out of the tent this whole time. She hits him upside the head with a hammer and um, drives the stake through him. So he's just dead. I don't fucking know. It was, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't even know what body part she stuck the stake through. I just know that she hits him and he's dead. And his story really did end. So, 
you guys, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and all the saints and everything you believe in. Look, I'm, you know, Angela, she has killed all the rest of the campers, okay, at this point. It, I'm not going to sit here and get into every little fucking damn detail about it because it's just so fucking much. But she does kill everybody else. So she wants to switch. Now, this is her kind of her final switching, right? She goes to this last final camp group. This is the one that has Barney in it, okay? The, the cop, he's the counselor who was Sean's dad. And so she um, gets to the camp, to the campgrounds, and she lets him know, like, hey, Herman or whatever told me I need to switch. And she wants to switch with Marsha. Marsha is one of the upper class campers who was like fucking wanted to bone Tony because he Tony was kind of um I guess he was like a Latin lover I don't know like he was like in a gang like from LA but I don't know whatever so Angela wants to switch with Marsha but honestly I really think that it was because Angela had the fucking hots for Tony I mean I think she finally like in all this shit you know she finally maybe found somebody that she actually legit liked. I think she did because he's pretty cute. So, you have Barney, Marsha, and Angela. They're all he heading back to the camp because as they're going to do the switcheroo, Barney doesn't believe it. Okay, Barney's like basically like, no, I got to check. I don't think that you're supposed to be sitting here switching spots with people. Well, as they're walking through the woods, Angela, like, falls and, like, hurts her ankle. <laughs> no, she didn't. She's stupid. She did not. I think it was just like a... She did it so that they could get back to the kitchen. And so you have them, you know, they take her back to the kitchen because she can't walk now all of a sudden. And she is, uh, you know, she has no chill. She has no fucking chill in this in this fucking movie at all. Because as he's putting the bandage on her foot, Marsha is talking to her, and it's kind of like they're talking to Barney, and it's like, oh, please let her stay. She can switch. I mean, it's totally fine. She can just stay with us. Camp is almost over. So I guess this was literally only a weekend retreat. Like, it wasn't like an actual, like, we go to camp for two weeks or one week. And so... You know, Marsha and they're talking and Barney's just like, no, I'm not having it. Like, no, we have to follow the rules because there's rules in camp and you must follow them. So they start talking about Lily and how lazy she is. And Angela tells her, she's like, oh, yeah, she's just sitting right outside. Like, go outside and go check her. Well, Marsha's kind of like, oh, okay, shit. Like, I'm going to go outside and see how lazy she's being. Now, so she goes outside and sees that Lily who got her head chopped off by the lawnmower, and she's fucking sitting there in a chair surrounded by all her garbage. Maybe that was a metaphor. Like, if you're trash, you turn into trash? I'm not sure. But again, at this point, Marsha's freaking out. She runs back in, and Barney has, like, an epiphany, I believe, and he, he knows, okay? He's like, what the fuck? Like, he was like, how many fucking people have you killed now? Like, he knew, he had a suspicion, and he knew that this was fucking Angela Baker, not fucking Maria. And he knew it. And she's just like, Angela and him are talking. Angela has her hand behind her back. She's got a gun. Maybe the smartest thing in all three movies, because, I mean, a gun's going to be pretty much guaranteed to kill you, or at least you can make sure that it's aimed to kill you. And so he's talking to her. He's really pissed off. And Angela makes a really fucking mean comment. It was mean, but it's kind of funny. She's like, you look just like your son when you're mad. Well, yeah, dude, that's his dad. Duh. So, you know, he is pissed. He's coming up to her and he's just like, well, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to plan to kill me? Well, Angela's very calm about this. She's just like, oh, with a gun. Pow pal. That was my gun sound. It was actually a lot louder. Obviously, I can't really do sounds like that. But so she shoots him like three times in his chest. So she killed Sean's dad, y'all. Like, fuck. But I mean, he, he knew that it was her. That was his fucking problem. But wait. But wait. But wait. But wait. Do you really think Angela's done? I'm not done bitching. And Angela's not done killing. So 
At this point, she's chasing Marsha down in the Jeep. And, okay, you know, she got to this Jeep. She's chasing her down. They're struggling in the woods. Like, look, Marsha's not your pal, okay? Marsha's actually going to fight back. She's not going to be a fucking pooter like Molly was and, like, barely do anything. Like, no, Marsha, like, Marsha, like, punches her in the face, right? And so... You know, they struggle and, and everything else. You know, they're fighting and, uh, you know, there you go. That's that's it. That's what happens. And she catches her because, of course, Angela always gets the last word. And they she takes her, Tony, and there's like two other campers, and I forget their names. They all go back to the main camp. And at this point, she's just like fucking with them. They know some shit's up, okay? Because... They already know. But Angela's like, oh, Barney wants us to play this trust game. They play a lot of trust games for, don't trust this bitch. She'll fucking kill you. So, as she's kind of got all four of them tied up, she's got them all tied up together by their hands and I think like an ankle a piece or something. Well, you see Barney's dead body falls out of a tree and this is the thing. This is the thing. And I said four tied up. I'm so sorry. My bad. It's the wine. There was three of them tied up. Angela has hidden Marsha in one of the t one of the empty cabins. They have to play this sick, twisted game of let's find Marsha. If you find her, you don't die. But if you, you know, if you, like, if you find her, you don't die. But if you don't, you're fucking all three dead. So, anyway, they go into each cabin. They're trying to find her. And it's like Angela's done turned into, like, the Home Alone Macaulay Culkin of you know, camp, because she's going to set up all these booby traps, and, you know, she's trying to kill them. So, Tony and the other two that are tied up, they go into this one cabin. Marsha's there. She's, like, freaking out, like, save me, help me, oh my god. And they're, you know, he gets her, but guess what? The other two that are tied up to him, you have the it's a black chick and this Asian dude, I think. I don't even know what their names were. Well, they're dead because you have like these uh, axes. Is that right? Axes? Two axes. God, that sounds so fucking improper. I'm sorry. It's the wine. I blame everything on wine. So the axes, <laughs> they come down. They like stab the other two. Tony gets away with Marsha. And, you know, they're just struggling and fighting because now... Angela knows she better fucking run because now you got Latino lover, Poppy. Oh, Poppy. Like, he's after them. They're all struggling and fighting. And, you know, at least Marsha defends herself because she does stab Angela. Okay? She actually does stab her in the stomach, like, several times. And Tony's like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Like, get the fuck off of her. Like, bitch, you should have slit her throat. Shit. I'd be like, Tony, Tony, shut up. He's so stupid. He's like the worst gangster gang member ever anyway because he's really just a big softy. So, now we're going to come to the ending. Yes, we are. It's really fucking dumb and it makes me laugh. Okay? So, you have Tony and Marsha. They survive. Okay? Well, Tony's like madly in love with her. Like madly in love with Marsha. Like that quick? Like, I mean, is it love at first sight? Love... I guess so. I don't really know if I believe in all that shit. But anyway, I mean, I like love. Love is awesome. But it's like, you already, like, fell in love with this hoe. Like, she's stupid. And they're in the back of a cop car. And so, Tony tells Marsha, he's like, oh, man, you know, like, I can move. And she's from, like, Idaho? Iowa? Something? She's, like, from the farm? I don't know. So, Tony's all like, I'm, oh, Ohio. That's what it was. Ohio. He tells her, like, hey, I can move to Ohio and be with you. Ugh. Oh, she, I hate her. She is a bitch. She's like, I already have a boyfriend. Okay. But you let Tony touch your body and make out with you. But you already have a boyfriend? Like, what a fucking skank. Like, she just wanted her some Latin lover. Okay. That's all she wanted. That's what camp was about, you know, for her. So... As she's telling Tony, like, hey, you know, I already have a boyfriend. Sorry, I just ruined your life and you can't come visit me or come move with me to Ohio. Tony is just kind of like, oh, okay. He's totally fine with it. Why? Not me. I'd been like, ho? Fuck you. Lead me on shit. 
So, then you jump to the next little stupid scene. You know, they have their that little situation. And you have the EMT that has Angela in the ambulance. And he's, like, telling the cop, like, dude, she's still alive. Like, we can take care of this, though. Like, the cop is basically wanting this uh, EMT to kill Angela so they can end this once and for all. Mm-mm. Y'all can't kill her. I, she ain't, she like Freddy or Jason, much more like Jason, right? She just keeps coming back. You can't kill her. So, it's funny though, because like they're, I think they're trying to administer something into maybe her IV or some shit, like they're going to try to kill her. Nope. She sits up, stabs the EMT, I believe, in the eyeball with the syringe, get, does, you know, kills them both, they're dead, and she just says that she's just taking care of business. That's it. It ends. That was the ending of it, y'all. It's really dumb because, like, you don't actually really know what happened because it just ends with her in the ambulance and obviously she kills everybody. And that's it. The end. Now we're going to get into the what did we learn section of this podcast. All right. We did learn. One thing that we learned is that you can steal someone's identity without a hitch. Like, it literally, when Angela killed Maria in the beginning, right? You have to think about this real quick. I don't know how she already had an ID with her picture on it, but she's using this girl's name, right? So apparently back in 1989, if you just wanted to steal somebody's identity, it just wasn't that fucking hard. So I was kind of lost on that, but it's not hard. And, you know, we also learned that if you want to go on a massacre, just use a stick. Dude. You can wipe out an entire population with just a stick. So I guess if you're wanting to murder everybody, go in your backyard, get you a, sh- a stick, start to kill him. And then, you know what we also learn? We also learn that you can definitely fall in love with someone in like one to two days. Like true love and shit. Like, I want to move to Ohio and be with you. I'm going to get out of my gang. Anyways, that's not really true. Please don't fall in love with somebody in one to two days. I'm just warning you, don't do it. So, as always, I'm so glad that you guys came here to listen to me whine, and I hope you have enjoyed my campy series and trash talking on all three installments of Sleepaway Camp. Look, I'll be back next week with a random movie. Haven't really decided on what movie yet. I thought I'd make it a surprise, and so that way maybe I can force you to keep listening to me. I'll be back with lots more ranting, and it's going to be a good time. I'm going to pick a really good movie for you guys. So... As always, you can, if you want to follow me, wait a minute, if you want to like fall in love with me as well, you can go give me a follow on Instagram under Wednesday Wine and Whore, or you can send me a request to be my friend on Facebook. We could be star-crossed friends, not lovers. No thank you. Uh, That's under Heather Silman. You can hear this lovely drunken voice that apparently can't handle the red wine today. Uh, You can hear me on most major podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Google. There's a bunch of other ones. I can't remember all the names. But until next time, drink up and always stay spooky.